0: there's a lot of people that do want to work with those top football clubs, football especially, just because of the culture in this country. Um, Even if they're working with a club or a team or a particular sport, um, they still want that extra income or they want to develop their own brand and do something unique that's for them. I just felt like this could be a place where they could advertise that. They could start to build up, get a couple of athletes under their belts, get further specific experience or build their reputation by word of mouth to the other people in their team. And eventually that opens more doors.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the supporting champions podcast. I'm Steve Ingham. And if this is your first time tuning in, then you're in for a treat. This is, Where we explore the often invisible aspects of achieving greatness and aspiring to perform, whether in sport, business, or life in general. We're not just about the headlines here, we're about the fine print, the strategies, the setbacks, and the comebacks that make the journey worthwhile. And we talk to experts from various fields, from coaches and scientists to leaders and, of course, performers, those people who are out there trying. So it's not just about the performers. These are also about the people behind the scenes, the ones who are making champions what they are. This podcast isn't just for the elites or the top professionals. It's for anyone who believes in pushing their own boundaries, who believes in the power of progress over perfection. It's for anyone who's committed to improving, to learning and to taking action. Whether you're a student, a professional or someone simply interested in personal growth, there's something here for you. So if you're ready to dig deeper and apply some real-world insights to your own life, you're in the right place. In today's episode, I speak to two guests, Holly Calvert and Nicole Booth, the co-founders of Athlete Now. This is an innovative platform that's revolutionising the way that athletes access expert performance support, from nutritionists and physiologists, psychologists, to essential services like insurance and legal support. Simultaneously, it's becoming a game changer for practitioners, offering them a space to showcase their services and connect with athletes in need. And before we dive into our conversation, I want to share a personal note that I've joined Holly and Nicole as a director of Athlete Now, and I'm delighted to be part of the project. Our discussion today delves into the origins, mission and future of Athlete Now, but I'm here not just as your host, but as an active participant in this particular venture. Holly and Nicole bring a wealth of experience from their backgrounds as athletes, performers, and service providers, and we explore their journey into this field and the serendipitous meeting that led to the birth of Athlete Now and the unique perspectives that they bring to this platform. Athlete now really addresses a critical gap in the market, providing a much needed bridge between athletes and top tier performance support practitioners. And we'll discuss the platform's key features, the importance of creating a detailed Profile for practitioners and how Athlete Now is helping them overcome common challenges in marketing their services. We'll touch on quality assurance, how that's paramount, and we'll delve into how we are ensuring the highest standards for both practitioners and athletes. And we'll touch on the community aspects of Athlete Now, the partnerships that have been formed and the success stories that have already emerged. So if you're an athlete or a practitioner, a coach or someone interested in the intersection between sports and entrepreneurship, I think this episode and the platform will be of interest. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Holly and Nicole. First of all, how are you on this Saturday afternoon?
2: Uh, very well. Oh. <laughs> not very no, well. I was going to say not very well. I'm very well, thank you.
1: <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's something to
0: do whilst it's raining outside. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Saturday great. afternoon has been the only time we've been able to find a time to record. I, I reckon. I reckon this could be the. The, the record for the number of attempts at uh, scheduling a podcast. Um, even, even more than multiple Olympic champions that uh, have shifted. And thanks for making the time. Um, third time lucky. <laughs> third.
2: I hold my hand this up week. to some of those. <laughs>
1: now, right from the start, I should say the following. Uh, and we're going to talk about a platform that you are developing that A, provides athletes with access to expert performance support practitioners, nutritionists, physiologists, therapists, psychologists, and advice for managing many other aspects of their lives. So insurance, legal support, mortgage support. And B, that the same platform provides practitioners with a place to be found to sell their services and support athletes who have a need for what they know and what they can do. But C, I came on board as a director on the project. Uh, So uh, that's what we're going to chat through today. But I wanted to be up front about my involvement in the project. So there's the disclaimer, full-on collaboration, co-ownership, full uh, cooperation on this. So... I thought I'd just put that right at the beginning before we before we get into the details, so that people are clear. Um, but right before that, that's out of the way now. Before we go any further, give us a brief intro introduction to to yourselves, Nicole. Do you want to kick us off?
0: My name is Nicole Booth. Uh, my background is in strength and conditioning, and I also used to coach a number of non-mainstream sports. So I was a dance teacher for a while. Um, worked in outdoor education alongside that and then ended up working in sports and fitness quite a lot preparing athletes to be in competitions or train and yeah that's my background in a nutshell and I now work as a head of strength and conditioning at a university and lecture on the sports science there as well.
1: Amazing thanks and um, take us through your background too then Holly
2: so, uh, I've always kind of been in sport as well, uh, very much like Nicole. So, I'm a professional golfer on the Ladies European Access series. Um, I think I've been a pro now since 2013, feels like 100 years ago. <laughs> um, and then I ended up, I did a degree in sports at the University of Central Lancashire, and then I did a master's in uh, biomechanics in sport and performance analysis um and then sort of after that really carried on playing a little bit more um and then got really into the sports massage uh world shall we say um and I've been doing that now for about about three years or so kind of alongside and supporting myself while I've been golfing um and most recently did my um, performance lifestyle for for athletes. So, yeah, just kind of um, getting into that, really, because I kind of I just enjoy being in sport. Who doesn't enjoy being in sport? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and can I ask you then, uh, Holly, just just out of curiosity, is that is that something that you need to have an additional income on top of your professional earnings do you, if you look to try and create that as your next career move or what's the what's the reasoning behind having several parallel um career incomes opportunities
2: um so i kind of i kind of done really i kind of done varying sports to be honest varying sports varying roles um and I've been kind of lucky with the sort of roles that I've done alongside my golf that kind of allowed me to take the time off to be able to play but also fund so um I worked as a golf coach and I worked as um, an educational support worker for a very long time so we obviously got the school holidays and we got time in between um which also allowed me to continue to play and to fund my golf um and then I got into as as I said sports massage which allows you to earn a little bit more money but also allows you to uh fund and pay for your events I was also very blessed to um have a sponsor in that time as well which also helps with the financial side of things so flights accommodation transport uh to and from um and kind of because I've been in that teaching sort of educational setting for a while I do kind of a little bit of agency work here and there as well so I've, dip, I've dipped in and out of lots of different things but I've always kind of come back come back to sport and it's always been kind of central to funding funding the golf yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and Nicole you your background in the in the activities that you engage in outdoor activity bouldering rock climbing and ballroom dance not natural <laughs> CIA bedfellows fellows and- there. Not not that's not it's not the sort of thing. Well, I used to do a bit of uh, sprinting and now I'm in the NFL. Um talk me through the combo there.
0: Um I don't think there's really a rationale around it. Um the dancing, I started that when I was three years old. I okay. live living just outside Blackpool. Um and I was a dancer until I was about I think it was twenty six. It was my second year of university that I stopped. Um, due to health reasons. The climbing came into my life when I was about 18. I worked at an outdoor centre. The recession had hit when I just turned 18 so for me it was where is their income? I want to be in an active environment. I want to do something that isn't going to take away from my dancing um, and allow me to still move regularly and outdoor education was something that I fell into and absolutely loved it and climbing I discovered whilst doing that and became really passionate about it and I love it that's pretty much the the way it fell um but yeah I know very random but.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so being brought up in Blackpool and I imagine the yeah. sort of the first few words that you could that you could utter were sort of grand jeté or something like that that it's that, very clearly ballroom
0: um, I would like to say that. The weird thing about Blackpool, it's a bit different now since Strictly's come on board. Um, But people in Blackpool don't actually tend to do ballroom dance that much. I was the, the odd kid. Don't yeah, burst I this know. myth. I know. It's very bizarre. Despite the fact that we had the world championships, um, there was only a couple of ballroom schools here. I wanted to do it because my grandma took me through the tower. Regularly, um, because we grew up there, we used all of the touristy things that people do. We actually went to on a Saturday afternoon, and I was pulling at my nana's coat saying, I want to do what they're doing because we were watching them all practice in the Tower Ballroom, ready for the Winter Gardens Championships. Um, And then apparently, I just didn't let go for weeks on end. (laughs) Um, And we found a friend of my parents that their children went to it and ended up. Never stopping until wow. I got older.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. So very diverse backgrounds between the two of you. Um,
2: <laughs> there
1: not not an obvious overlap of yeah. Well, I was golfing and then I met this ballroom dancer G- climber. <laughs> um, so
2: <laughs> sounds like step up, ha- doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it's, it's a it's, that's a, that's a triathlon right there. Um,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So how did, <laughs> how did you meet and how did you then decide to work together? Who wants to take this one?
2: Uh, I'll take it, I don't mind. Um, so we actually were in sort of the last couple of days of our lifestyle course. So we originally met on the task, task course in Manchester. And believe it or not, I sat next to Nicole that day. I was like, "Oh, there she is, bright and beaming." I'll go sit next to Nicole. So I sat next to Nicole.
1: This was uh, when this was not long ago.
2: This was not long ago. This was like March, wasn't it, Nicole? I think something around that. Um, and like we just spent the whole time laughing. I think the tutor was just like, "Who are these two crazy people on this on this course?" Um, and then the train strikes happened kind of around the same time. Um, and I didn't realize that Nicole actually lives so so close to me because I'm Lancaster she's Blackpool um and she was like you know would you would you be able to give me a lift because I'd end up having to go on a different day or a different sort of, yeah a bit different day of the course um and I said yeah no absolutely no problem so we met at like but Bar- I picked her up at Barton Crange and we drove all the way to Manchester and then after two days we were driving all the way back and we got talking about um just about like about performance lifestyle and I'd kind of had a in the back of my mind at the time I would kind of thought oh wouldn't it be great to have like a a little community for performance lifestyle that athletes could kind of access and we got kind of going back and forth on um on how Nicole had felt she'd kind of been let down in in her industry and um how I'd found that certain things weren't um accessible to me uh, as a as a golf co car- as a golfer sorry um but also as a sports massage therapist kind of where I felt like there maybe had been a gap that could have been kind of covered. Um, And then we kind of got going back and forth on a few names. We were like, hey, why don't we like build this platform for athletes and for practitioners to kind of be able to cover all this. And it just be like this ultimate sports platform where you can find everything everything for sport basically find out what find what you need when you need it um and we went through a lot of different <laughs> names at the time I think we were like oh we'll go for like ask like athlete support community with a k we were getting a bit crazy and then Nicole rightly said well we don't want to be comparing ourselves to ask Jeeves so we were like yeah no maybe not maybe that's not and not what we want to go for and then we came up with athlete now and yeah the rest is kind of history We've kind of kind of built it from there really
1: yeah <laughs> was this the third or fourth minute that you'd met uh, <gasps> second,
0: <laughs> second. Yeah. i think we were we were having a bit of a typical whinge in the industry just around things that um holly you'd faced and your partner had faced as athletes i was talking about my athletes really struggling they couldn't find physios that had experience with sports practitioners so they were being treated almost like um, an elderly person that had had a fall after having an injury and having to take six full weeks off when realistically they're semi-professional athletes and need to get back to their sport a bit quicker and also safer um, and that was becoming a recurring theme Holly had mentioned the same and then we started to talk about other areas like psychology where is there's a lot of confusion around psychologists versus mental coaches and actually there's a lot of danger that can happen around it and it just it kind of tailed from there of well, wouldn't it be great if there was somewhere almost like that would verify the people are who they say they are? Because there's a lot of cowboys in the industry and it'd just be nice to have that assurance that at least there's been an initial check done before the athlete finds them and then they can connect and decide who to choose to work to, to work with. Yeah.
1: So it went from, a, went from a, a whinge and a bit of a moan about the, <laughs> the state of play, but it also then was, well we can whinge and moan, but we can probably do something about it, or why, why couldn't yeah. we?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we spent um, a good couple of weeks searching on the internet, trying to find if anyone was already doing what we're doing. Um, and we couldn't find anything. We couldn't find any sort of um, com- online community that connects the two or any kind of directory. Um, I think we stumbled upon one that wasn't really doing what we're doing, but slightly similar um, after we'd already started to make it happen as well. So we realised there was a big gap there and we were in the right place. And then we um, stumbled upon your idea as well, which was similar to our own, which was great, really.
1: So I'd would i been kicking this about for maybe 18 months and <clears throat> I'd, I'd set up the, the the site. I'd started to sort of chip away at it and I, I told my community that I was I was going to work on this, and um, and the encouragement from a few people saying Have you done this yet? Have you finished this yet? Um, Chivied me along, and I hadn't really perhaps got the room or the scope to to create it, but but I thought right, I'm going to give it a good push, and um, it was under a different name, a different website name, and I just thought right before I go anywhere any further i'm just gonna spit this out into social media and see what happens and just say does anybody want something like this that does this this and this which is it, it connects athletes and practitioners um, and enables people to earn but also to to benefit um i can't remember what it was now it was earlier in the year wasn't it so it would have been sort of april may time when i put that out um who who spotted it
0: um, I think it was our ambassador. It was Cat, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Um, she she tagged us in it.
1: I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, you're my performance people. It was. It was my performance, performance people, people was
1: my was my name oh. for it, and yeah. um, and effectively that has probably got a similar vibe, hasn't it? Athlete, yeah. athlete. Now, well, you know, I need some yeah. services now. You know. Um, <laughs> and my performance people as in i need some people to to help me with my goals that was kind of a, a similar spirit so did you think right we're going to go full ball rivalry here or uh, <laughs> what was the what was the thinking behind the scenes i haven't asked you this before
2: um i don't know you know i think we were like we were just you were headhunted So you were headhunted um <laughs> <laughs> that's a posh word <clears throat> no we thought we saw um yeah, we saw your link. And I think Nicole and uh, maybe you know more, you knew more about Steve at that time than maybe than maybe I did personally. Um yeah. even though I have been on LinkedIn for a while. Um and then I kind of uh I actually did a little bit of stalking actually, Steve. I'm sorry, I did <laughs> I used to find out a little bit about it. It was bit. you.
1: Like it, was it, was you.
2: No, it was me. I'm so sorry. Um and uh, then we, I found that you did, obviously, your supporting champions um, and the courses and the CP there, CP there for the practitioners and things. And then um, I, I think, actually, then Nicole and I got talking after that. Um, and it was a case of, you know, with your expertise and your experience in the sports industry, um, like, why not? Why do did, why did we not reach out and potentially see? Because, obviously, we've got the same ideas here. So why not? reach out and see if there's something that we can do kind of together to make this, to make this even better, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Kind of went from there, didn't it? I think.
0: Yeah. And I think when you put that post on LinkedIn as well, Kat had tagged me in it or tagged Athlete Now's page in it. Um, But I also had one of my colleagues at work that I share an office with, um, Mark Stone, and I know he has you on his LinkedIn network. Um, And he said, oh, by the way, and it was like the same, like within an hour of each other. He was like, By the way, have you heard about what Steve Ingham's doing? And I said, Well, I've been tagged in it. I'm gonna look at it after work and see what that's about. But um, it looks like he's doing something similar. So I might just um, pop a comment on there and let him know that we're doing something. Hopefully we can find a way to work together. Um and it was one of those I knew your background, I knew the work that you'd done in the industry. Um, so I was like, I don't know how open you'd be to it, but let's start this conversation because that's the way it it's always working best if you start a conversation rather than, I don't know. I know some businesses just go straight into rivalry, don't they? But if you've both got the same problem that you're trying to solve, why not use the power of three of us to do it really well and do it together?
1: Yeah, yeah I think that was the reality for me, that, that when you approached, it was, well, I'll suss you out uh, <laughs> appropriately. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it was almost somewhat of a relief in that, I felt a real need for this in the area. I felt that there was the conditions were right, and that the there was a there was a gap in the market. And one of the, I mean, we can get onto it in a in a minute. But one of the, I think, the stumbling blocks I think for a lot of uh, practitioners was how do I communicate? Um, how do I f- how do people find me? How do I communicate what I can offer? How do I go about talking about myself? What's the infrastructure that I would need behind that? And so you've got hundreds and hundreds of people looking to set up their own business, setting up a WordPress site or a Wix site and, and doing all of that material. And I thought, I'm getting a lot of people asking me to help them, or can I find somebody? And I would like somewhere that I can refer to. I would like to, to provide work to other people um and that was the, probably the, as much the inspiration for me to to get my head down and it was like i say it was a bit of a relief when you you knocked on the door actually because <laughs> because i i did not really have um the space and the capacity to be to be doing things that i'm not very good at <laughs> and you are both very good at what you do so <laughs> it was sort of like Oh phew, I can just do the thing that I'm alright at doing. And um and so that that's been a really um wonderful thing to to discover. So thank you for knocking on that door. Um But from your from your perspective though, I mean Holly, perhaps you could pick this one up first. From your perspective as a as an athlete and a practitioner, what was sort of missing in the industry, you know, for you? What was the, how did it feel when you're trying to look for people, when you're trying to to go out there for support, whether it's different aspects of the of your livelihood, but also helping you get better?
2: Um, I think it's I think it's very I think it varies really. It's so from my experience as a golfer, kind of coming through the industry. And to give you a bit of background, a little bit more background into me, I kind of came from sort of I come from a single parent family. Um, so I'd always had that one and that one opinion in my life, um, where um golf golf was very central to a lot of discussions. Um and you know, playing that from sort of the age of 13 upwards, you go through a lot of different things from there. Um and the one thing that wasn't very accessible to me. Or the one thing that I felt was quite lacking um, was was that lifestyle support. And originally, that's kind of why I decided to go into that that performance lifestyle role or at least do the qualification as well. Um, Because if you if you've ever played golf, it's one of the most probably most frustrating games in the world. Or, and with any elite sport, it's normally the top echelons that will kind of be able to travel with that support network or that that team or have access to those kind of people. Um, and unfortunately, that's not that's not a lot of case for a lot of athletes out there, especially on the lower tour, which I'm currently on, because um, there's the Lazy European Tour and then there's the Lazy European Access Tour. Um, and for me, it was a case of you know why has this lifestyle support not been accessible from a younger age or why is it not currently there to be accessed by athletes who might need it who are dual career who might uh, all of a sudden get a very life-changing injury and not entirely know where they what they want to do with their lives coming out of coming out of a golf career um as nicole rightly said my other half is is a professional golfer as well and and he's kind of going through that process himself um and <sighs> There's been an the experience where I've also dealt and spoken to another, uh, to a lot of other different athletes who have also been on my tour. Who, you know, may have been travelling for competition, um, have maybe had an injury, and they've kind of thought, "Well, where, where can I go? Uh, where someone can can help me? Who I know." Um, sounds sounds really bad, but you know, can can speak my language, can help me, can can help get me ready for my competition, which is probably in a few days' time. Um and a lot of girls that I know have really, really struggled with it being able to access that support. Um so and then from a from a pratic- practitioner's perspective and as a sports massage therapist, it was a case of okay, where can I find CPD that I know is reputable? Where could I be able to access an industry expert that might be able to give me advice or maybe a forum that might be able to give me advice on um, a client that I might be dealing with a lot of the time as a level three you'll refer to a practitioner a different practitioner a more qualified practitioner I normally uh, refer to a physio or I'll ask the physio for extra guidance but um, you know where can I where can I go to to learn more or to access that support and advice that I might need? and it is a big thing, as you mentioned, Steve. You know, coming out of university and going into the sports industry, I think a lot of people kind of expect you to hit the ground running, and it's it's never the case. It's never the case. It's actually very daunting to be think to think right. Well, I'm going to go into a sports role, and now I have to kind of. It's, it's like passing your driving test and then going out driving for the first time on your own. That's that's the way I describe it. Definitely. <laughs> mm.
1: That's that's fascinating in itself, but. At a paid level, um, being able to do your sport as an athlete, player, whatever it might be, but having the need or seeing a frustration that you can't access that that type of support or not knowing where to go, I suppose it's probably the essence of the solution that we are trying to provide. That a single place that you can go and search uh, as an athlete and Nicole, as a as a practitioner, but also maybe as an academic, if you're working in that academic environment, are are you hearing different perspectives from the graduate pool about entrepreneurship? They want to work for themselves. Um, I'm just curious as to what you're hearing from within those walls about. Is it all about I want to I want a job at Man United or Is it actually I want to earn for myself?
0: I think being in the area that we're in in, and in England, there's a lot of people that do want to work with those top football clubs, football especially, just because of the culture in this country. Um, But there's certainly a shift now in the way that students are approaching it, especially as they're graduating. A lot of them are aware of the cost of living. There's a lot more mature students coming to university these days than there was, say, maybe 10 years ago. And a lot of them are, even if they're working with a club or a team or a particular sport, um, they still want that extra income or they want to develop their own brand and do something unique that's for them. And I'm seeing a lot more of this focus right from year one through to year three on the undergraduate degrees. And even master's students are coming to us and asking us about what they can do to promote their brand. They've got all this knowledge Uh, They've got the internships under their belt from when they were studying, but they're not able to still get their foot through the door. So and my way of approaching things when I was doing my degree um, as a mature student, I live out in Batpool, which is a bit out of the way of everything else sport wise. Um, I didn't have access to um, a car because I was medically not able to drive until fairly recently. I can start picking that up again um so for me i had to make an opportunity so i focused on developing my brand and merging from the other areas i did into strength and conditioning and then i ended up setting up a, a weightlifting club when i was in my final year of university and then ended up developing through that stage and that eventually got my foot in the door and i went to the individual athletes at different academies rather than to the club and it's helped me to build my brand get more sustainable income i just felt like this could be a place where they could advertise that they could start to build up get a couple of athletes under their belts get further specific experience or build their reputation by word of mouth to the other people in their team and eventually that opens more doors so that's the way i kind of saw it from that perspective of helping those new graduates coming out
1: i think that that's um you could there's probably a few accrediting bodies that would um for example they might have a directory on bases or um, sport and exercise nutrition register and that that in itself offers an opportunity for people to be listed somewhere but it doesn't necessarily do the connection piece yeah yeah uh, i think that that in itself is is the bit that a lot of practitioners will really struggle with. I don't know how to find people. I don't know how they would find me, other than word of mouth, which is not a bad way of of operating for for a lot of professionals, a lot of consultants, a lot of contractors, um, and and having part time roles um, can shore up people's income, but they do potentially have to fill up the rest of their their time, and and I, I'm, I've got a sense that that. There is this sort of almost an additional authentication piece that we could be playing on athlete now, that of just being able to to say we're about quality assurance, we are about you know being um, transparent and integrity focused. That y- you go here and you're going to get good support because accreditation. What we're providing that sort of stamp of we're only going to take on accredited um practitioners that they, they also do need to build up their their profile of are they any good? Um are they getting good reviews? Are they getting um the the sort of the the, the feedback that they're going well?
0: Yeah, I think that's a big part of what we wanted to do because as you said, that issue of finding the wrong person, I had a, a similar experience with my dancing where I went to someone who I thought was a psychologist. And it's only even the past six months where I've realized how detrimental their advice was. I was going through um, a series of things with my health um, and also PTSD because of the issues that went on with my health um, that I didn't know how to cope with. I didn't know how to manage in a sporting environment um, and outside of the day-to-day. So when I went to them, just asking them to talk me through strategies and things like that it was very much pseudoscience that they were giving me you know you might as well have just ripped out an inspirational quote from somewhere um and because it wasn't working and the frustration of not having other practitioners to choose from i just i stopped i thought i need to look after my my health overall and where my headspace is at and this is no longer my place that i love and was so passionate about before it's a place i dread to go to um, and it's a shame because that's 24 years of a discipline mm. that I was very good at and that I was teaching others to be good at and um, just gone and that's like a worst case scenario but I don't think I'm alone in that I think there's a lot of other disciplines that could cause harm nutrition psychology S&C if they don't have the right underpinning of their background
1: yeah okay That, that I mean, that's that's a very powerful um, example of you know, we we should all be doing a little bit better in the industry and and one of the things that i i was passionate about i will s- stay passionate about is that i don't want the athletenow.com athlete now i don't want that to be a, a, a race to the bottom um that f- it becomes a fiver oh you you need a Eye surgery. Oh, you can do that for a fiver. I'm exaggerating, but you know what? You know, high level stuff that requires thought, intelligence, review of the literature, uh, understanding about how that can be practical for for an athlete in their context. Um, where I see the industry stagnating a lot in terms of salaries, and and so that raising the bar for us, I think is, it's an important, uh, I guess a role that I can play, isn't it more than anything about just saying, no, we, we want to raise the standard. And if you want to access support, but yeah. good support, we'll, we'll find people for you. Um, okay, great. So, athletenow.com. Sorry, I'll start again. Theathletenow.com. Because <laughs> we've gone in together, haven't we? Yeah, we
2: have,
1: yeah. Um, Nicole, why don't you talk us through the main features of of the site
0: for the athlete or practitioner or just well, let's generally.
1: start let's let's go for the athlete to start off with. How does it work from from their point of view?
0: Okay, so for the athlete um at the heart of it, it's a directory of verified practitioners. so if you go to the home page um even as a non- member, you can go on search the location, search what sport or discipline or support that you want Um, so if you want someone to help you with your mental gain you can search that you want someone to help you with an injury you can search that and then it will show you a list of practitioners and services available the other way that you can approach it is you can make a direct request so similar to fiverr although we're not devaluing here um, you can put an open request and ask for practitioners to support you so um, i'll give an example um, so I've been using the request feature already to search for a psychologist to address the same issues that I had before and um, to help me take on a new challenge of going up a peak at high altitude. And that's already helped me to connect with a psychologist who's made an offer to support me on that. Um, so that can sometimes be helpful because we don't always know exactly what help we need, uh, but the experts do. They know their field and they know which offers they can make or which specific skill they need to draw out of their bank and toolbox. Um, So they're the two main ways. Um, The other thing that we've got on there, which was an added feature that we really wanted to just add value to this place and bring everyone together um, more regularly is the um, discounts. So we've been partnering with a lot of industry um, companies and brands that have offered discounts for all of our members, athletes and practitioners. Um, So getting discounts off um, small equipment or items that you use day to day, Uh, we're negotiating with brands each week to try and build that bank of resources because, you know, as students, you get discounts, but as athletes, (laughs) it's a bit more.
1: Fantastic. And then why don't you present the, the view from the practitioner side of things?
0: Well, oh, no, Nicole can
2: come in because it's, it's changed a lot quite recently, hasn't Nicole? Because we've obviously been upgrading quite a few things, um, as you well know, Steve, because you've been a part of that process. So um, so we've decided to sort of to integrate uh, two membership options. So we have the foundation, uh, which is the lower end, and we have professional. Um, so as a practitioner, you, you'll click on sign up now. You can you'll enter your address. Uh, name address uh, your role and you'll also have to upload evidence uh, which you know we've highlighted is really important for kind of the quality insurance and to make sure we have those verified practitioners on there um, when you sign on to the foundation you'll be able to list to two services um, and you can also have access to the amazing blogs that we have um, the deals and discounts with our amazing partners, um, and also be able to see any events that are up there at the moment. Um, and then with the professional, um, we you have access to, as Nicole was saying before, the athlete requests, which is a relatively new thing that we've added, but we thought would be great uh, for the athletes that are are using the platform to be able to find the right practitioner to help them in wherever they are in the UK. Um, You can list up to five services. Uh, You still have access to the blog and the events, but we also have an additional um, jobs board on there, which we originally, we've we've wanted to do that from the start. Um, And from my experience, and maybe Nicole, you'll back me up here, you know, when you go onto a lot of, um, you know, you go into Google and you type in, no nutritionist jobs in wherever or it just it'll bring up something that's not that's not relevant to a sporting environment a lot of the time um, which can be quite frustrating because you kind of have to filter that through um, and it can take a while um, and so we just kind of thought well we want a job sport on there that is, that is sport specific for the practitioners that are using our platform cutting out cutting out the waffle like completely um and then even on that professional package you still get access to the deals and discounts they're our amazing partners and access to your community steve in supporting champions as well
1: yes indeed yes <laughs> um well that's that's a great um example of how i think there's an overlap and collaboration uh, possibility here um and I'll, maybe I'll just I'll just talk that that through briefly. The the access to the the community. Um, the really the community has really been a place that, that practitioners can interact. Um, Course the people who've taken our courses, for example. But now, for example, now that we've got people who are uh, consulting or contracting with with athletes to be able to ask those. Those questions in a way that there's no dumb question. There's it's a safe place for people to say I need some help, um, get some lessons, uh, get some specific insights. So I post every weekday some insights, some ideas, some practice guides. Um, there's expert guides that we've formed over over time. So athlete now pro-membership will have access to kind of like a really high level expert guide about being able to communicate their worth, communicate what they can do. There's also a library of 100 plus webinars, tutorials and guides um, and conference uh, replayable uh, sessions and live Q&As so that that people can bring their, their live issues. What is it I'm working on at the moment? and get some discussion and support I and mean, we might not be able to sort of have a, an off-the-shelf answer but we can discuss it through and get that additional support so what i really like about the the two tiers of the membership is that for not very much money you can get started you can get up and running and if you want to get a little bit more support lean into this a little bit more then there's there's plenty there for you and the the member benefits are huge at the moment I think.
2: And I think it as well and just adding on to that Steve it just gives you an extra platform for not that much money with access to so many amazing things as well Um, and a lot of busy practitioners out there and, and, and quite a few I've spoken to you know they find it quite difficult sometimes to kind of take the time to do the social media to then advertise themselves to then promote the business so you know and because nicole and i and yourself you know we, have, we are we are practitioners in different things but we can appreciate that 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 is that is hard you know because as we're trying to push out you know the socials for athlete now and trying to get it out there as well and um and that's something that we we want to help practitioners with you know promoting their business and and allowing them to be found by athletes and hopefully allowing them to work more with athletes if that's if that's really what we want to do but a lot of practitioners have spoken to that's that's been the one where they've, they've turned around said, you know i just don't have time i don't have time to to advertise my services so having a platform that i can put my services on and potentially get seen is, is just addi- an additional bonus really
1: yeah and um we'll provide some specific support because I think a lot of practitioners don't necessarily know how to communicate their value that which is sort of code word for selling themselves um and now, now Nicole you're our SEO expert perhaps a bit too much for my liking but that's a different that's a different fear that I've got but and so people will find people that are on the platform because of the work you're doing as much as anything but they'll be coming to athlete now because they have a specific need rather than i've got to trawl linkedin or i've got to trawl social media to try and find somebody that's i don't know if they're any good or not um so i I suppose we're we're providing in, in part one half providing the platform where people will be going to find those practitioners but secondly, we're providing with some additional support about how how they should communicate themselves.
0: Yeah, and I think it's the case of, for some reason in this industry, um, I don't think we're alone in this. But there seems to be almost a taboo around people don't like to mention money or ask for money, or they're not sure how too much to ask for. And I think that that um, I don't know about yourself, Steve, but I think that that is an ongoing issue where I think actually letting people know that they have that value to add um, can be a really important piece that we can work on. And I know there's other places like Sportsmith that are also doing some really valuable work in that of letting people know this is what you should be paid. This is the average wage for this that you should be asking for. But on a one-to-one basis, people are still, you know, we don't want them advertising the services for a fiver or a tenner um, because they're not going to have the time. They're going to need to work with so many people to offer a service that's subpar because they've not got the time to put real effort and research into what they're doing. Um, but is there anything else that you think practitioners, Steve, have trouble with when they're selling themselves?
1: Well, I think there's, it's probably that we've grown to sort of just focus on our role. Once you're actually in with a sport that you're busy delivering to athletes, you're focused on persuading coaches and athletes, Trying to create impact for them, you, you're trying to weigh up lots of dis- different decisions across a team. So a, a multidisciplinary team will be trying to work out a problem, and someone's idea will come to the top, and others others won't. And, and it, if you take those, all of those particular perspectives, those are all really useful for communicating your value. It just it, you've just done the price tag bit. At the salary negotiation after interview, and and so you're you're not necessarily saying to an athlete um, it's going to cost you this and this is what I can do. You're going to be saying, okay, this, these are your needs, these are your these are the things that I can help you with. This is the way that we would do that. This is the impact that we can provide you. Um, I'm the I'm the right solution because of my experience in this in this uh, area in the past let's get on with it The only difference as I see it is that as a consultant and you, you have to say and the price is this um, because I think we we are quite good at doing all the other part about expressing the need providing solutions the other the other um, area probably that I think is a bit of a dint of maybe LinkedIn, maybe forming your CV, is that most people tend to go qualifications first. Qualifications, credentials, accreditations, which are all important, then experience. And then they don't necessarily get into the, um, what do you specialize in? What's the solutions you're really good at doing? One of the tips I give out for, for CV development is rather than saying, provided strength and conditioning support to x team i, I want to know what what things that they solve did you improve the uh injury resistance for example um and and so that's the sort of order i think that a lot of people probably just need to shift around what do you specialize in uh, what are the solutions that you can provide and who's the sort of target who's the who's the the group of people that you've got the most experience in. And then tell me a little bit more about your experience and then your accreditations and, and your qualifications. I think that's the order. Um, as far as I know about sort of website design, people people look at a website and think, what is it? What problem does it solve? How do I get started? Uh, is this person any, any credible? And so I think it's just flipping that round um, and and making sure that people are comfortable about niching the, the the communication. What is it I do? Who's this for? And then I'll let people get in contact with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of people on CVs being the doer, like they've done a lot of things, rather than the achiever. What have they achieved? And I think um, that's one problem that I've I always had when I was doing my CVs. Um, and it's only the past couple of years I've started to switch it up and go, actually, who have I helped and how have I helped them? What's made me a bit different to the the next person that's coming along and applying for this role or apply, wanting to work with this person? Um, and I think that's a big, maybe like a big educational piece that needs to be done with practitioners when they're coming out of university or when they've been in the industry for a while. And they're so bogged down in all these calls that they've got and CPD, because we're all in it all the time, doing lots of that but that's not how you're going to help people.
1: Yeah, it it does. It it probably grates if you've got a a first-year sports science student charging thousands of pounds. It probably grates people like, what are you doing? But at the same time, if somebody is super experienced and they don't charge enough, you then also question... what they can do you think oh they're they're not very good because they're not charging very much and that's just the way of the world i think that that people do need to get over that hurdle to charge something that is appropriate for them it's not necessarily about greed it's about feeding your children more than anything or getting paid for what you can actually do at a market rate that's worthwhile worth your time
2: yeah and I think it does come back to what Nick was saying before. It's that age-old thing of you know, we don't want to ask or talk about money. we just want to just you know, we, don't, we don't want to rub anyone the wrong way. <laughs> Ten pounds for a free mass 10 pounds, you can have a massage for an hour. that's all I'm going to charge you.
1: <laughs> it's interesting, though, isn't it? because that would be an indicator that you're not very good. And so you wouldn't, you wouldn't, hide, if you have done work at Real Madrid and Man United, and there's a football team that's interested in your performance analysis support, um, you wouldn't hide the Real Madrid and the Man United bit, and you wouldn't hide the ability to work in Tableau or with GPS data, you wouldn't hide that bit. Um, so it's it's about communicating your uh, appropriateness you've all you you do I, I suppose the the one thing is there you have got to be prepared for to some for someone to turn around and say cool that's a bit expensive um i can't afford that that you have to be prepared for that bit if if you price yourself appropriately
2: yeah no absolutely no i agree with that you'll, you'll we, get more people to do that
1: We'll be, we'll be developing more resources around that, around appropriate pricing and, and the, um, we've already got some discussions in the community, some replayable webinars about getting better clients. So, so that can potentially help. And, and so, um, we've sort of talked through the, the importance of, of how people present themselves and how do the listings work? What kind of services and practitioners have we got? uh on there at the moment and what the practitioners can advertise.
2: Um so excuse my throats going. So at the moment on the platform we've a lot of, we've got a ma- massive range on there. So we've got uh, nutritionists, strength and condition coaches, uh psychologists, performance analysts, uh sports massage therapists as well. Um we've tried to cover all bases with that. Um and then when you sign on as a practitioner, you come onto your dashboard, you'll get a green button in the top right hand corner. You can go into there. Um, you click, you'll you get a drop down basically of every discipline that I've just named. So it'd be nutrition, performance analyst, and conditioning. You'll click on that. And then from there, you can build your listing. So the services that you are providing, how much that is, whether that is virtual, in person um, and obviously the, the price of that service as well.
1: Superb. And tell me a bit about the the partnerships. Now, this is an area that I would have never have sort of worked on myself if I was running this uh, solo for sure. So you've added so much in this space already. Current partnerships. How can companies get involved? And, and we've already getting success stories, aren't we too?
2: So, um, with regards to partners, we have a range of partners on board. Um, and when we wanted to bring these partners on board, our main um, our main focus was that they bring quality to both the practitioners and the athletes that we have on the platform. So um, we have currently on there, we have LAPS, who was one of our first partners, so Life After Professional Sport, and they provide um, a lot of support and resources for athletes looking to move out of their professional professional sport, potentially going to go into university or are looking for um, transitioning into career um for sort of the practitioner side of things we have recently brought on Roy physio he offers a lot of cpd um resources and courses for practitioners who are physios who are wanting to work within elite sports teams um we have pulse roll on board as well who are industry leaders with regards to the equipment recovery equipment they provide and we also have physique as well who are big within the uh, providing a lot of health equipment um for physiotherapists sports massage therapists and conditioning coaches just a whole range of things um and again they're on our platform providing discounts uh, and just brand discounts for the practitioners on our platform as well um, so, yeah, every kind of partner we've brought on board, it's been with the view that they, they bring something. They bring something to our practitioners and add value.
1: And, and tell me about the, the athlete who's already getting sponsorship, who, who, uh, who saw the opportunity of connecting with Athlete Now. Uh, you connected them with a sponsor and they're now up and running in that area
0: yeah so um that's actually through one of our partners as well so we've got two financial partners on board uh that work really well together in what they do one is more sports specialist. one is more about wealth um management and well-being for the future and um, and the one that's partnered with us broomhead financial um, he basically approached me and said he loves what we're doing with the platform he's a, an amateur athlete himself as well and has worked with the sports industry quite a bit in his previous life i should say um and he just said look is there any way i can work more closely with you and i asked him basically what he wanted to offer um told him about the two aspects of the practitioners and the athletes and mentioned that we were trying to negotiate some sponsorships um and he was our first one to come on board and just said well i'll tell you what i'll put out a small package to start with and let's see how that goes so we advertised on our platform he had quite a fair few responses people getting in contact telling them why they should choose them um and his approach was he ended up actually sponsoring two athletes on our platform one is a master's athlete in powerlifting because they don't get any funding whatsoever um and he's ended up giving them a lot more than what he advertised because that's just his approach um, from his financial firm and then the other one's an American footballer as well um, and they've both ended up getting support packages which has helped with them with equipment clothing um, and travel expenses as well Um slightly different packages on both of them just because their sports are so different um, but it's really helped to make a difference in their ability to continue in their sport the level that they're at where finance is a little bit of a barrier.
1: mm. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Love that. And and I think there's a, a bit of that. Uh, everyone I mentioned the, the project too, they go, ah, oh, what a great idea. Um, that dual role of the platform in supporting athletes to find good practitioners and helping practitioners to showcase the the quality of their work. I always get this sort of, um, oh, like CheckerTrader.com, but for sports scientists and athletes. And I don't like it, but it sort of go, yeah, 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 sort of. Um, I don't like the comparison, but ultimately it's that marketplace or the connection, um, the matching service that that we're providing that um, I suppose is that unique piece.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, even sort of in adding to the current partners that we've just listed, we've we've also brought um we've, and with regards to sort of the platform itself it's, it's not just the athletes being able to access the practitioners but the support of obviously legal and financial advice if they do if they do need it so mm. um you know we have erwin mitchell on on there and they're big 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 in the league, legal world legal industry and they um work with i think england rugby they work with british athletics and they are one of our partners um and they are providing our athletes with legal support so should they require it from sort of sponsorship contracts the list goes on really and we have um game plan financial on there who all the financial advisors have actually been athletes in the past as well so they know they know uh, high level sports and they are they share the same values as us um, and they're keen to help athletes, um, whether it's getting on the property ladder or, um, you know, personal protection. Um, and just, yeah, we've, it's been amazing, really. It's been an amazing few months.
1: And we shouldn't miss the opportunity if any companies are interested in getting on board, then they should get in contact. Um, I'm, I'm fearful of asking you this next sort of one of the final questions because I know what you two are like, but what, what's next? <laughs> what, what's next in terms of I know we've got a launch. We've you know fully now that we're up and running. We've upgraded the platform. We're we're in place to to make it happen for athletes and practitioners. But well, what are you? What's your hope as we go into the next year?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, you do know what we're like. That's the thing. Um, so I think for me, I think we just we just want to keep we just want to keep growing that's that's the first thing um but I think the big thing for me as well having been an athlete and having experienced it when I've been abroad as well is athletes being able to access training facilities abroad In I mean that's not probably the next year that could be the next couple of years that that's a really big goal for me um to to sort of get gyms on board that will enable athletes who are traveling to the UK and hopefully worldwide um to be able to not lull in their training but be able to find a place and think oh I can go there I've got a set price um, and I can continue my training in the build up to whatever competition I'm in um that that's that's on I, I'm, I'm currently hunting I'm, I'm hunting for this this gyms at the moment so yeah mm. that's that's one of the things so there'll be a there'll be a massive list i'm sure there'll
1: be a massive list What about you massive know, list.
0: <laughs> um a little bit of the same so growing it internationally i think the sporting world is very international and you know we all travel about so easily these days i think having that access to either facilities or emergency practitioners um And that's something that our athletes highlighted when we did market research because we sent out surveys to, well, it ended up as a few hundred athletes coming back. And they said, you know, if I have an injury and I'm abroad somewhere for four or five weeks, uh, which can often be the case, then sometimes we might not have a physio in the team or we might not have a clinic nearby. So finding those resources or a training facility that's not just the track that they're at performing that has all the kit that they need for their particular training program um, is really helpful. So I think branching out a bit further than the UK, we've already got some athletes and practitioners on board internationally, but getting that bigger, that was part of the reason for the upgrade. And I think other than that, just doing what we're doing now, but doing it better, keep improving it, keep giving what we can to our practitioners and our athletes to help them to grow and thrive together. And um, and that's ultimately at the heart of it is aligning with our values of helping others to succeed. I know that sounds cheesy, but that is essentially no, no, why we I, connected so well.
1: I think it is, I and mean, you know, I, I'd um for for those practitioners that are out there that are thinking, you know, what what is this all about? You know, I'd encourage you to to take a look and at the platform, its functionality, and what you can offer. Um, that and and to try it. Um, You know, if people don't, don't get work, there's a community there that hopefully can encourage and help them to do that further. I'd love to be able to see some great stories of athletes being able to tap into the support that they need. And feel just genuine relief from that. Of, I've I'm now moving forward. I've I've now sorted my house out in terms of some of the fundamentals that allows me to tuck into training a bit more. That allows me to access higher level support and allows me to to achieve my goals more freely. And so, yeah, I, I'm I'm really hopeful for, and I I, don't, I hope that the the industry backs it. I hope that people look at it and think. Yeah, that's cool. Let's get on board um, because you, uh, in our, both in terms of our early discussions, it was so purpose-driven, wanting to try and lift the industry, wanting to support athletes in the right way. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super, super optimistic for, for what's to come for Athlete Now.
2: We're really, we're really excited about the future with it as well. I think it's going to be a real positive change in the sports industry where you know if if people need if sports people need support or resources or just to find someone to help them on their performance pathway in their journey where they can think "Ha, huh, you know what there's uh there's a platform that can help me I know where to go and it's just that simple it's all yeah. there um yeah just all encompassing and it's all there it's just that one-stop shop for everything sport
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like it's very exciting already um with the way that it's going and The development and people starting to connect. Um, I'm hoping it just gets easier for them to connect as we grow. Um, And that's essentially it that they've got the options there that they can choose and that they find someone who knows their sport, knows what they need, and can help them.
1: Finally, then, where can people tune in? So, Holly, your marketing expert. (laughs) <laughs> where, where's the best platform to to connect with obviously theathletenow.com is where to go yeah. um but also follow along on some of the content where uh, what are the handles on the various platforms
2: so we currently have um our instagram page which is we get a lot of traction on that so you can follow us on our instagram which is just at athlete now um and on there you can see everything that we're, we're getting up to um on there there's also a link in the bio where you can also sign up uh, it's as simple as that and as you said steve you know they can also visit the website theathletenow.com and sign up that way as well um we are also um on twitter and the athlete now app so again you can follow us on there um I'm getting the hang of TikTok, although I'm not entirely down with the kids yet, but I'm getting the hang of that. And that's, athlete, that's just, that's a link now as well. So you'll find us on there. Um, but yeah, um, Instagram's the Instagram's the main one where we like to do, um, I'm very much, uh, I like to keep, I like to keep that human connection in there. So we really try and engage with everyone and everyone on, on our Instagram. So yeah, just find us on there.
1: Superb. Thank you so much both of you for taking the time to talk it through i've been asking you these questions half knowing the answers but i've also learned loads about (laughs) what else is going on and and a little (laughs) bit more behind the the deeper motivation about you trying to create this platform and i'm so pleased that that we've stumbled across each other to to be able to work on this mission and um yeah let's Let's, fingers crossed let's just see where we take this um I'm super excited to see what what uh, unfolds yeah
0: definitely <laughs> very excited yeah <laughs> thank you for having us as well Steve on your podcast
2: no.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I really hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. and we've got plenty more to come. So if you'd like to support and champion us, then take the time to subscribe and leave a review on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you tune in. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. All the links are in the show notes. So in the meantime, have a great week.